Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, Koshi here. Before we get into this episode of The Call, I've got a favor to ask. The bigger the Ausbiz audience, the more we can invest in great content and keep providing quality investment ideas to you for free. If you could just take a minute of your time to leave a review of the call in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help keep our tribe growing. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the call. Hello, welcome to the call on this Monday afternoon as we examine 10 stocks that you've sent in to us to have a look at and uh, we put them to our expert panel Mondays. We always have Nathan Somersandaram from Deep Data Analytics. Nathan, how are you, sir? Good well, weekend? Good. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Excellent. Kids that work with me. Oh, kids that work with you. <laughs> Oh. Are they becoming li- mini-me's? No, no, are they, no. Are they, are they looking at 200-day moving averages? No, or? no, no. They, they, they've probably got better uh, prospect than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not charting me. <laughs> <laughs> Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor is with us as well, who says Monday is his favourite day. My favourite day? Yep. Yeah, the kids go off to school in daycare. <laughs> <laughs> I get some peace. A bit harsh. <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. All right, let's get stuck into it because usually with these two, we run out of time. So I'm not going to muck around at the start of it. Before the, um, we get into your 10 stocks, we look at a, a stock that's um, making the news. Thought we'd have a look at Evolution Mining is in a bit of focus today with the company agreeing to snap up all the shares of a Canadian gold mine developer, uh, Battle North Gold in a deal for uh, a total consideration of 343 million Canadian dollars. When I saw this, I thought, I'm glad these two blokes are on today because for months they have said gold miners, when the gold price is high, they usually stuff it up by going and buying something. And this era is different because it looks like the accountants are in charge of the gold miners because they haven't been buying anything and they're just distributing cash. Here's one that's bought something, Nathan. Is that a good sign or a, a bad sign? Is well, it look, a good deal for them? I think it's a good deal. Um, look, it's, it's you've had the decent pullback. It's a time if you're going to do something. If you remember back in the previous cycle, Evolution, uh, sorry, um, Northern Star, and I think it was, Evo- it was Evolution, Evolution. Yeah. who did the deals that's right. at, the, yeah. at the bottom end of the cycle after a pullback. Yep. And everyone said, oh, you know, it's just tough and yeah, and here. That, but these are the times to do it. And these guys have a track record of doing it on the pullback. And actually, yeah. it's an interesting one. When they do the deal, that's probably a time to buy. Yep. And so I would say, um, I mean, it's great management. Um, look, another, I mean, we like a number of gold stocks. I've been a fan of gold stocks for a while. It's had a pullback. I, I think it's a buying opportunity in the sector. Right. I mean, think of Gold Road. They started paying dividends. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just tells you how good the sector is going. Yep. Uh, yep. So I think Evolution is a good buy here, good management. They're diversifying asset base. It's, you know, you got to do it on the pullback. So when it comes back, you you ride the cycle back. And I think we're in a situation mm-hmm. where there's going to be endless money printing. 
US dollar is going to debase and gold will do better. I, I don't have a view on where gold goes. I just know that it's going higher than what it is now. I'm more than comfortable. Oh, okay. Jeez, Gold oh. Road. I remember when Gold Road was a $20 million business. I met the CEO in a chocolate shop. And on the back of a napkin, he drew out the, the deposit and tried to explain to me what they were doing. Right. And I actually thought, this is, this is actually really well, interesting. And you were impressed with it, right? I was impressed with right. it, yeah. They yeah. knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. And um, not that we're talking about Gold Road, but no. I think it, it highlights that there's a new breed of, of gold businesses, led by a new breed of gold managers, gold, right. gold business managers. Yeah. That's much better from the past. So I've been scathing of gold businesses. Um, for most of the time I've known Nathan, we've had <laughs> arguments about gold for a long time, for years. Um, and I think I've softened my tone a little bit. We used to share a building with Jake Klein, who's a CEO of mm. Evolution. And I saw Jake Klein move from uh, sharing our crappy little digs in Bondi <laughs> through doing deals and, doing, and, and operating businesses well and building Evolution from nothing. Right. Uh, I've been astounded. We've interviewed him uh, once um, and just kept in watch on him because we we're neighbours. Right. And he's probably the best gold CEO in the business, in my view. Huh. Um, I would back him on capital so allocation. So you met him way back before he got into the business? Way back. Gold. Way wow. back. I think he, had, he was CEO. In his wild old days. He was the CEO of a business called Conquest Mining and we oh. shared... And I'd see him in the lift, <laughs> and we shared. We, we had back in the day, we had uh, some <laughs> awful offices in Bondi, um, oh. where all the guys lived, and, and we were just a shop that, that you know we came in our shorts and, and went yeah. to the beach and had barbecues and all of that. And and Jake was in that building, and um, and here he is now, head of a multi-billion-dollar wow. uh, gold business, which he has him and his team have built from scratch, and they build it deliberately and carefully. Um, he. And Gold Road and Northern Star. Northern Star was one of the first gold businesses, probably the first gold business I, I bought. Mm. And it was because in the teeth of the gold crisis That's about right. um, seven or eight years ago, there were a bunch of ex-Barrick um, geologists oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they bought five assets from Barrick who was selling most of their stuff in Australia right. and they right. were retreating back to North America. Mm -hmm. And these guys who ran this scrappy little miner with no assets raised a lot of debt and equity to buy these assets that they've been working on for years. And when we saw that deal, we knew nothing about the business and we thought, these are the guys to oh. back. And, it's and been uh, itched so in my head proved. how Northern Star and Evolution did the deals yep. when nobody wanted to touch the sector. Yep. Right. And then through time, everyone goes, oh, that's expensive. They're expensive because they're bloody good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why you pay for them. So in a pullback, both of them have had decent pullback because Aussie dollar spot gold has come back because Aussie dollar yes. ran up, yeah, gold yeah, came yeah, back. Yeah. I think that'll both about to switch. Uh, gold is moving up and Aussie dollar is coming off. So the margins go back and these things can move 30, 40% very quickly. Right, okay. And is, I mean, Jake Klein in particular has really impressed me. He, he bought the Cohen gold mine, um, which is, uh, it's, it's kind of um, half on land and half in a lake. Hmm. Um, I visited that deposit and it's quite a technically tricky thing to mine. It, it, economics are great if you can do it right. right. They've hugely increased the reserve life so you've got this combination of really good deal making with really savvy operating now right. um, and a really good financial bent. He's an investment banker. He's not a geologist. And that's, right. I think, a very good sign. Um, I, so I'd that, be following. that's why you're saying management of the, in the gold sector has got better. Miles better. Because it's not just the prospectors growing exactly. up with their, uh, with their businesses. You've got the savvy business guys. Coming. We used to call um, gold businesses in the office companies that dig holes in the desert. <laughs> and that's all they did. <laughs> What's that old um, line, Nathan? Nathan uh, there's an old line in the industry where, where uh, it goes, um, 
the definition of a gold mine is a big hole in the ground with a liar standing in, in it. <laughs> and for years, they would that turn was true. up at diggers and dealers and oh, exactly. yeah. But yeah. the thing is, it's it's all you didn't have to be good in the early days. Yeah. But I think now the industry has got a lot more mature. Mm. Yeah. And the problem is, if you're bad, the good guys know you're bad and people translate to the good stocks, mm. the bad ones depreciate and the good guys just come in and take it out. So it's been a consolidation play that's gone through and yeah. the, you know the assets have now yeah. gone to very good. And management. it's happened at every level. I mean, look, look at the reporting of gold businesses. Yeah. They used to report, I would say, misleading numbers routinely. Yeah. And yeah. we used to look at these numbers and think, well, that's not true, that's not true, that's misleading, that's aggressive. You look through the numbers, the accounts of gold businesses, it's quite Okay. It's, it's quite reasonable now and everything's been cleaned up. This is a, an investable sector again. Evolution and is the best of them in my oh, view. And know, Northern Star. Look, yeah, you're right. Northern it's Star. It's big. And I would add... Um, it's Saracen, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Northern Star and Evolution, neck and neck. Yes. I would actually add Newcrest in there as well. Oh. No, look, I think that asset base is improving. always hated Newcrest. No, it's just that they find dead bodies every six months. And you go, why? <laughs> why would you? You've got choice. Before, you didn't have choice. Now you've got Northern Star Saracen put together. It's, it's a monster. You can okay. get a yeah. really large cap gold. You if you're only going to buy one, I wouldn't buy Newcrest. If you're building a portfolio sure. of gold businesses, I'd throw Newcrest in there. And I'd throw Gold Road in there as well. Yeah, I like West, mm. West Gold as well. well. That's a higher cost producer, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. We could do a whole show on gold. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, um, we might do one on, on <laughs> we gold stocks. David's theory yeah. that we yeah. go on. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So yes for a yes, evolution. Yes, revolution. Right. Not great deal. All right. Yeah. Let's get into um, our first stock suggested by James and uh, Gaurav. Um, James wants a view on Acro Formwork and Construction mm. Services. They're sort of the um, scaffolding and formwork in the construction industry, aren't they? Yeah. So um, this is a quite a new float. It's only been floated for a few years, but it's a long-standing business with um, with, with quite well-regarded management. Um, this business has surprised me a little. We actually used to own a, a scaffolding business, which we did really well over, out of, and it's now been bought out. And it's, 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 today, it's, uh, it's a part of SRG, which is not a great business. But um, scaffolding is actually not bad. Um, when you think about scaffolding, it's, it's actually just a, a set of fixed assets that require no capital injection, no capex. Yeah. Once you have those fixed assets, you can actually recycle them um, and generate reasonably high rates of return in the right market cycle. Right. With a good management behind them, scaffolding businesses should make um, mid-teen rates of return. And they do that in Hong Kong, and they do that um, certainly the business we invested in. And Hong Kong, they um, use bamboo. <laughs> they make, look, they make good rates of return. <laughs> There's a business in, in Hong Kong listed, and it does, it does quite well. Yeah. Um, so these can be reasonably good businesses. Um, the problem is, and, and formwork is even better. Formwork is, think of formwork as the skeleton in, it's an engineered structure um, into which you pour concrete, concrete. to form a structure. Um, it's really important. Um, it's a much higher margin, higher engineered product. Um, and again, you can actually use some of the assets um, um, once again. So you can actually generate decent rates of return from this business. If you look at the history of a crow, it's been quite mixed. Um, I think there's a, there's a place for a crow. I, I would call it just an average quality business. Right. I, I'm surprised they haven't earned better returns. Hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with um, the fact that once you get this large, there's a whole lot of competition that just, you know, they all have fixed oh, asset bases and they compete right. okay. powerfully on price. Yeah. Um, I'd be very careful about the price you pay for a business like this. Um, yeah. It looks just um, 
reasonably priced. I, I think a, a low multiple is well deserved. I think you want to buy this in a single digit multiple um, uh, when the cycle is not favorable uh, and sell it when, when the cycle okay. works out. This is not a company you want to uh, own forever. I, I'd call this reasonably priced. It's a hold. Yeah, yeah. I, there, will be, there will come a time in the cycle we can buy this cheaper. Okay. Uh, look, the positive is in the government uh, you know, outlook is for construction, right? There's nothing else. Uh, Who doesn't but know that? Maybe? I know, yeah. but this is, this is what I'm saying. That's already in the price, mm. yeah. right? If you look at it over the last two to three years, it's pretty close to where it's peaked. Um, now, the downside risk is they've got a lot of clients who have a lot of problems and they have big projects that <laughs> tend to go badly. Yeah. And you know, every in, you know, infrastructure, construction project runs over in cost. So you, you, you kind of have to see, say, Graf's right, it's a very average business. Um, and it has, it's a, I love the word that Graf uses every time, it's a reverse lottery. There's a small probability of a high risk if one of your <laughs> clients take a massive project problem. And, it's, and that's, it's one of those. That's why it has a low multiple. And it's 80 million market cap. It's a, it is a small cap, it's not yeah. very liquid. So yeah. big funders are not gonna take massive positions in it. Your real rating is to get the stock that grows into a decent size, mm -hmm. and then the big fundies come in, they buy it up for the bigger multiple, and then you get the multiple appreciation. That play is probably not there. It's a bit like the mining services for construction play. Yep. They're good, but they're just in a sector that's tough. Yep. And there's and there a risk easier in there. other opportunities. Exactly. So, look, I, I think it's a good stock. I just think you're not getting much upside for what you're paying. So, okay. you're late in the cycle. If you bought it when it got beaten up, sure, you did well. Yeah. Time to take your profit and go to something else. Okay. All right. Uh, Braden wants a view, Nathan, on Calix. Braden says they're a really interesting company in the CO2 capture business and have some big contracts coming up. So, obviously, Braden's in it. And Wants to pump it up a bit, but yeah. uh, it, is, it is in the carbon capture business. And I noticed recently they did a deal in, in Sweden to um, develop a pilot program over there. Uh, look, I'm, I'm an engineer, but uh, I'm not going to say I understand the whole thing. Yep. Um, that just mm. look, it's, it's a bad way to explain it, but the thing has gone from what a dollar at the end of last year to now two dollars twenty. Yep. Um, it's what I would call the steroid run. Um, the, blue sky. Everyone knows with the change in government in the US, renewable energy, um, the whole climate change is going to have uh, solutions put up. Um, in Australia, we ignore reality, but reality is when US changes, we will change, yep. irrespective of whether we like it or not. So there is going to be a market for it, and there is technology that's coming through in that sector, and this is one of them. Um, look, you, if you're looking at it now, um, you're late to the cycle. Yeah. You've done well. That's a it, big run. Look exactly. On that graph. So depending on when you got in, and if you held it say twelve months ago, um, you've had what three, four times. Yeah. So you would take some money off the table, lock in your capital, yeah. and you ride it. Um, the thematic runs. It's it's a bit like I see in some of these ETFs, robotics or cybersecurity, or that people don't actually know what is underneath that ETF, but they just buy it because it's a thematic. And this is one of those stocks that'll run on the thematic. So if you're in it, I will take some money off and let the rest run. Profits, it's yeah. good thematic. Um, I don't know the management well enough to back them. This is new technology. Um, you know, when market falls over, these things will run into decent profit taking. So yeah. it's not without risk. So in that context, I say you're on the steroid run, enjoy it, but make sure you lock in some profit. Yeah, but don't get in if you've missed out. Nah, it's too late. This is not a business you can look at for 15 minutes and make a judgment on. It is incredibly complicated. Um, I actually, I'm going to put my hand up and say, I don't understand yes. what this company does. Um, 
the they've got some sort of manufacturing technology that reduces the carbon intensity of a whole lot of different products. Yeah. And it looks like it's a kiln, uh, some sort of um, furnace product, um, and it works particularly well for cement, which is incredibly carbon intensive. Yeah. So the market opportunity appears to be very large. It looks to me like a credible piece of technology with a credible management team behind it. Um, so far, it's, I mean, it is, I think it's generating revenue now, but the it's not enough to justify the market cap. So there's growth embedded, and I think that's probably a reasonable assumption because this looks like a, a really high value add um, business. I just don't know what your edge is really here. You have to really understand what these guys are doing and mm. um, understand yeah. where they want to go. I, I don't understand that, so I can't really buy it. But if you do understand that, then I think there's something here. I'd be keeping an eye on yeah. it and, and making an effort to try and get to know it. Like, because uh, this Salt, Salt X uh, technology that they've done the partnership deal with, I was reading about it, says, uh, it employs technology that stores energy into salt crystals. Yeah, right. Uh, and converts them into heating and cooling. Yeah. And it can be used in solar-powered heating, well, cooling that's, buildings, that's, electric buses, yeah. that's, trucks, yeah. and even satellites. Wow. Well, that, that's, that, wow. That's, that's a technology that's been used, mm. um, right. and people have been make, you know, improving the efficiency. In the US, the, like, like the large-scale solar right. farms, that's what they use. Massive oh, sacks of use? salt, oh, and right. they heat it oh. and store it. I always thought, Damn, that must be inefficient and garbage, yeah. and it's going to get superseded. But there's actually a really high huh. technology behind it. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's how they transfer a lot yeah. of that heat. Um, so yeah, so look, the thing about this space is it's quite unique and it's new, yes. and I think that runway is quite long. But we just, you know, it's a bit like battery, yeah. battery technology. We just don't know which technology is going to be the most efficient uh, and lasting. So there will be a lot of solutions, and this will be one of them. Right. And it could be that you're going to have a lithium and a hydrogen and a number of different batteries. It could be that there'll be a basket of solutions, and it could be one of them. Right. I just okay. don't know. Yeah. So you're early into the cycle. So if you've been there, you know, I would take some money off the table and stay yeah. with the rest because who knows? It could be the yeah. next, uh, next right. solution. Let's get to uh, something a bit simpler. Chloe wants to view um, Gaurav on Bingo, the big waste management mm. and recycling company. Yeah, so Bingo... Um, it's been listed for a few years now, actually, but it was a private business that's now been listed. I think the founding family, have they sold out now, Nathan? Or are they still in there? I think they're still there, but okay. it's diluted a fair bit. Yeah. It's interesting to compare Bingo with uh, CleanAway, which we know quite yeah. well because we, we've invested in CleanAway in the past. CleanAway, um, earn, Bingo earns um, about twice the margin of CleanAway. Wow. And you can explain that a little bit with... Um, with the with segments, right? So, so CleanAway's largest segment is just um, solid waste, which is, you know, the trucks going around and picking things up. That's quite a low margin, but, but reliable yeah. and, and non-cyclical business. Um, they, they do your bins. That's they? right. They they do your bins. They, there's some in, in industrial waste um, there, and there's an oil actually mm -hmm. an oil disposal unit in there, which is super high margin right. and very cyclical. So there is some cyclicality there. Bingo um, is really targeted towards. Um, uh, waste collection and disposal in construction and they also generate really high margin in um, recycling and reusing waste mm -hmm. so, so the, um, okay. the manufacturing of waste almost uh, look I, I, I don't really understand that space either the margins look quite large to me I'm not sure how sustainable they are um, management I'm, I would you know I don't know this business all that well so I, I, I haven't formed a view on management yet I'm 
wary. You know, people always think you want to find this a high margin business. A high margin is not a great thing in, in and of itself. A high margin is a prize to lose. If you're sitting there with a really high margin, I mean, think Telstra was earning 40% margins on mobile a little, a little while ago, um, the highest mobile margins in the world, and they just got whittled away. Woolies was at one stage earning the highest grocery margin in the world. Mm. These were not great things. They, that, those are, are warning signs. Yeah. So beware the business that overowns. Um, you know, you want to dig into this really carefully and understand whether those margins are sustainable. They look high compared to its competitor to me. Right. And, and the valuation is extremely high as well. There's been some takeover talk with this business. I don't see an obvious opportunity there, but I don't know it all that Three well. Three year high on the share price. Yeah, um, where's management? Um, look, management track record on both is you know, I suppose patchy at best. Mm, yep. uh, I would actually consider um, Bingo less on the management score than Cleanaway. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's actually funny because you know, their head office is in Auburn. Um, I live out west, so I know where it is. Mm. It's just suddenly you saw all these trucks getting painted orange. And I went, what the hell? Why are they? I mean, these are dump trucks. Why are they painting them? And I knew straight away, listing coming. Right. And so, and, and, then, and I think Malcolm Turnbull was prime minister then. <coughs> Malcolm did one of those trips through Auburn, and it's like, who comes to Auburn? Uh, and, and you know, when he goes to the head office of Bingo, I go, float coming, uh, and, and it did. Um, family owned a fair bit. The, the problem with that is, it's it's one of those old school gang businesses where you dig into the details. It's really opaque. It's mm. hard to work out how, what ticks it. And there's massive regulatory risk. Again, it's, it's another one of those reverse lotteries. There's a small risk of a big blow up waiting to happen. Yeah. And they deal in areas yeah. where if something goes wrong or fire, these kind of massive risks are always there. So you want a discount. This is not a high quality business where you go, this is no CSL. Let's put it that way. So you yeah. just not, you shouldn't be paying up for it. Market tends to pay, and also remember what you're buying it for. People buy it because it's defensive. Mm. It's not so defensive because when it goes wrong, it goes really oh, this wrong. This one's very cyclical. Yeah. Bingo's extremely Exactly, cyclical. but a lot of people think it's defensive, right? Because waste management, you have to do it, and now the China's not taking out rubbish and all that. Um, but in reality, it's not as defensive as you think. So you're not getting what you want, and at a high multiple, you're actually taking a high risk that they stay doing what they're doing. And you're right, there's a lot of M&A talk in that, and mm. that always kind of worries me because it's a bit like treasury wine. Whenever they yeah. get people get bored, they throw out, oh, pinfall. Yeah. Um, so in that context, <laughs> it kind of gets me going. So this is a sector where I'm, I'm a fan when they're belted and people don't want to touch it. Right. But this is now trading. Both of them are trading pretty high. I'm not touching either one. Okay. All right. Uh, James wants a, um, a view, Mathan, on Hanson Technology. Now, they're the big billing services company that... Um, uh, when you get your Foxtel account, it comes from them. A lot of your your energy accounts, they handle it for other companies. Yeah, oh, look, we've actually looked at this stock for a very, very long time, and they did nothing for a very, very long time. They got into trouble and things weren't great, but that like they've actually turned around. This is the, the yeah. deal they've done yeah. is actually a and only in the last couple. Yeah, yeah the deal is actually very uh, transformative. But the, the underlying story is not the deal. I mean, the deal is great, right? Yeah. That's why you got the run up and they deserve that. But they were actually improving beforehand. Mm -hmm. So this is not their first upgrade. They've gone through multiple upgrades. So this is one where it was boring and the market lost interest, didn't look at it. There's another one, smaller one, Bid Energy, uh, right. does in a similar space. Look, I think they're great stocks and I think there's a market for it. And this is, 
it's been a turnaround, I have to admit. It's one that I've kept an eye on and then bang. But the only problem was before you work out and go, oh, now it looks interesting. And then bang, deal, boom, gone. So it's actually done a pretty good uh, transformation. And I think it's, it's a high quality business. Well, I wouldn't say high quality, but it's a better quality business than what it has been the last couple of years. But it's priced for that. Uh, you know, this is the great thing about the market now. Everyone is chasing yeah. everything. So you find growth and suddenly everyone prices in. So look, I think it's it's a turnaround and I think if they execute and they do more deals, this has probably got more upside, but geez, fair bit priced in. So you've done well if you've been there. Right, so you wouldn't get oh, into the in investor. Yeah. yeah, not jumping in now. I would agree. This is a high quality business, but it's not a particularly fast growing one. And it makes sense when you look at the activities they're involved with. So Hanson does um, uh, billing software management um, it is a, I mean, everyone says their software is mission critical, yeah, but, but these guys, without their software, these, the, the software actually generates the revenue for the business. So it's absolutely vital. It takes a long time to secure contracts, but once you've got contracts they, they in place, stick, they? incredibly sticky, yeah. incredibly sticky, uh, which is actually has a flip side. Uh, it's difficult to grow revenues. The only way they can actually grow is by taking over, um, they, they effectively buy their customers because they buy little yeah. software businesses and they, and they bolt them on. But what they're actually buying is the, um, is the customer yeah. and then they move the customer over to their own, own mm -hmm. software. Um, you need an incredibly skilled manager to do that and fortunately they've got that at, at Hanson. Uh, yeah. It's a founder-led business and the, this, the, um, the founder's fantastic. He's got a great record. Piers Cena is exactly what he's doing. Um, I, look, I, I actually think it looks a little bit pricey to me. They did a really in, a transformative deal, yeah. really, um, in Europe. Um, they got um, Telefonica on the accounts, which could open some more doors. It's a very large account for them, and the upgrade is actually associated with that single deal. Um, so that's great. But it is difficult to win contracts, and there's so many acquisitions running through here. I know they do them well, and they do them carefully, but they're bound to make mistakes from time to time as well. Right. Um, always keep this on your watch list. Um, it goes through cycles as well. I wouldn't be buying this. It, it's, it's one that went really good and then it went really yep. nothing. Yep. And then it's now really good <laughs> you again. You get a chance so, at it. Yeah, it's, it's, so you've got to, you know, these are the ones that you want to keep on your list because when it goes bad, yep. they're the kind of guys you want to back because at some point they're going to turn it around. But now everyone knows it's good. So okay. We recently bought a business called Gentrack, which is a competitor to Hanson that's listed as well. It's a New Zealand-based company. It has been um, smashed because it, a lot of its customers were, were newly formed water utilities in the UK. Oh, okay. And a lot of these small utilities actually went bust. So they lost a whole bunch of customers in the UK. Um, they've been cleaned out with new management. Um, and uh, they also do airport software, which has been smashed as well. Right. But it looks like a really good turnaround situation there. So we own some stock there. Have a look at Gentrack as well. That, I think it's a better yeah, opportunity. That's probably one of the few New Zealand tech that hasn't that's worked. gone the wrong yeah, way. Yeah. But now I, mean, I think it's a bit more it's interesting. It's probably, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, it's, yeah, I, we follow that one too. So it's, mm. it's an interesting one you mentioned. And do you like it as well, Gentrack? Yeah, look, I think it's a turnaround story. It's just, mm. look, I'm not betting on a lot of turnaround stories in the tech space right now. Right. Um, I think the macro is. But you always it. say you buy anything that comes out of New Zealand. Well, it's true. That's what I said. Stocks. That's what I was just saying. Gentrack yeah, yeah. was one of the few ones where they just went down, 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 down. It's like, wow, yeah. you're just destroying New Zealand's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and it's it was one of those ones where it's a unique case where yeah, yeah 90, 99% of the time you do well. Do well yeah. Yeah. That's one that you didn't sell. All right, but it's on, the, on the way back. On the way back. All mm. right, uh, Gaurav, Jimmy wants a view on Kodan. Uh, Jimmy says mm. while doing some research as I'm trying to diversify my portfolio, 
The price seems to have shot up even more so over the last month. So have I missed the opportunity? But interested to hear the thoughts of uh, of the experts. Kodan sort of built their business on metal detectors, didn't yep. they? And then went into radios and communication. Yeah, I'd forget about radios and communication. That's a small part of their business, yeah. and um, I, I don't understand why it's mixed up, actually. I would, I would sell that and separate it. Yeah. I suggest it might be in there because, well, it's, they call them metal detectors. In fact, they're gold detectors. Um, it's incredibly cyclical, and it flies around a lot. So the radio business adds some sort of stability make sure they always have some cash flow because they yeah. sell to defense forces and police forces so yeah. it's quite a stable little revenue base but it's a small business not all that important the big chunk of value really comes from um, the the gold detector business they are the world leaders in um, in handheld gold detectors and the way they set they incredibly correlated to the gold price every time the gold price um, goes up what happens is um, villages all over the world band together, poor villages in Africa and in Asia um, and in South America, they band together and every village buys its own um, seven or $8,000 gold detector. And then they, they work together and they send little teams out to, to um, do artisanal, artisanal mining right. using, um, oh, geez, I forget, what's the brand called, Nathan? I can't believe what the brand. Most people would, would have heard of it. It's actually a really famous brand, um, yeah. one, one of their gold detectors. They're, they lead the world by a mile. Right. Wow. Um, it's, uh, it's reliable. That pattern is super reliable. When the gold price falls, the villagers, it's not economic for them to, um, to buy these detectors anymore, so they disappear. Yeah. When the gold price runs up again, you get a whole new... Um, yeah, the, we, we spoke to management a couple of years ago, and we, they, they, yeah, they, they clued us in on how, well, how this pattern works and what happens. It's, a, it's actually a very well-run business, yeah. world-leading technology. I would keep this on the watch list as well. This is surprisingly decent quality, really good returns yeah. on capital. Goodness me, look at that Gee, price. Yeah, I didn't no, realize yeah. it had gone up so yeah, no, <laughs> This is the problem. Yeah. Like, I, I've known this stock for a very long time, and it, yeah. you just go, oh, that's all they do. It's like, can't be much. And they just keep doing it. And yeah. the areas they work in, you go, there's so much sovereign yeah. risk, there's this and that. And it's like, wow, they keep executing. Management have to be given credit. I mean, Agreed. Yes, they've done a good job. Mining services, mm. we've spoken about this, yeah. they're not doing as well as they used to. It's a tough play. These guys are probably one of the exceptions. And you look at their model and go, this is very average model. And you go, they can't be doing that. And they do. Yeah. And they just keep doing it and doing it. That's because they distribute How many to blokes can be walking up and down the beach with a detector and you go, it can't no. be that. It's, it's not that. It's, it's the villages. Yes. It, it's, the, it's the little villages in Africa um, that are teaming together. And, and, and the yeah. thing is, it's just amazing how well they've managed this through mm. this cycle. It's yeah. amazing. It's just literally amazing. Uh, look, I, it, you know, for the last four or five years, I've always looked at this and said, nah, it's run too hard. It's run too hard. Yeah. It's run too hard. It keeps running hard. Yeah. I know, and it just, I just can't. The time to buy this yeah. is when the gold price yeah, falls off. Yeah, but the thing um, is, it has. Coral, it has. Yeah, it has. What's that telling you? Is the gold price is going to go up? And it's, it's, it is one of those things that always gets me because I always look at this and go, you know, you got to remember the good management. It's just not a great model, but it's a good man. And then you look at the price and go, well, everyone knows. I actually think the model is good. The financial returns are quite decent. Yeah, I know, but you look at what they do and you go, Mm. that's not, that shouldn't be doing as well as it is. But it does. It's just, yeah, I just cannot explain it. It's almost you have to put yourself and go, 
Yep. No, stop. You can't be negative <laughs> on this thing because this thing just keeps going. And it's it's one of those ones where it has done well. It's really, I just can't get myself to buy it because on the numbers, it just doesn't add up. Right. And CapEx have come off quite a bit for miners. Miners are not spending. But this is, I agree, it's not miners, it's the villagers. Yep. And in that context, I think this is probably one of the few unique cases. Yep. But I just can't do uh, it. It's incredibly I know, difficult. it's probably going to go higher. Codin will give you a can't. chance. They'll give you a chance to, to yeah. buy. Um, I mean, last time I, s I looked at this stock, it was three or four bucks. I know. Um, oh, I didn't realize it had gone to 15. Goodness chart. me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah. I, I, I know I'm going to be wrong, Mr. but I just can't get myself to say why. Yeah. Keep it on the watch list. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. All right. Let's recap the uh, first five stocks. Stock of the day was Evolution, uh, mining both Mathlin and Gorav Likert, along with Northern Star. Um, after post-merger with Saracen. Uh, a crow, a hold from both Calix. Uh, Maytham will be taking some uh, profits on that. You've had a really good run up. Uh, a no from Gaurav. Bingo, a no. Um, Hanson. Um, Maytham's going to keep it on the watch list, uh, but it's ha had a big run up. Uh, Gentrack is, Gen is yes. an alternative to mm -hmm. it in yeah. the same space. And a no from Kodan, which... Uh, defies gravity and <laughs> all, all of the numbers because it just keeps going up. Um, here on the call, we have our own fantasy portfolio. We've been tracking since the 1st of July. Uh, thanks to our partner, NAB Trade. Any stocks that gets two thumbs up, like Evolution Mining a bit earlier, goes into the portfolio. If the stock comes up again and doesn't get the unanimous thumbs up, it goes out of the, uh, the portfolio. Let's take a look at how it's been doing. Last week up 3.8%, down half a percent for the month, um, up 24% since the 1st of July. This is where the two grumpy men on, on the Muppets <laughs> come in with their... Okay. Yeah, here we go. It started yeah. already. Yeah. All the stocks recently added, mm -hmm. Kogan, yeah. McMahon, mm -hmm. Dragon yeah. Tail, which yeah. you no, suggested... It was actually Nathan. It was Nathan. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan oh, okay. came up on, on a different sort of oh, panel okay. and they they liked it yeah, um uh, dragon tail are the tech business behind pizza huts and a few uh, technology yeah, and system yeah. software mm. uh vista group and idp education mm. some of the stocks mm. removed vanek vectors china new economy etf macquarie group and mm. bravura if you want to see yeah. all the stocks in the calls portfolio, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the sound effects on Monday uh, as I go through those. Head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. It's very funny. Uh, coming up later this afternoon, Ivan Chirilov from uh, Open Markets joins us as he closes a $10 million pre-IPO funding round ahead of a listing later this year. Uh, that's, he is coming up at 1.30 here on Osbiz. All right, let's get into uh, the quick second. One. For Vista Group, the numbers out of US on the cinemas have been very good. Yeah. And Vista. The, yeah, right. so yeah, yeah. They're reopening a fair bit. And, yes. and also the other big thing is, I think a lot of the uh, blockbuster movies are getting yep. pushed through. Yep. So we might yeah. see cinemas doing relatively well. The Chinese cinema numbers are very Yeah, they've strong. been great. Yeah. Uh, they opened up first. Yeah. Well, we've got a event coming up. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. In the business, which we'll oh, talk about. Mm -hmm. and a a neighbour of mine is in the uh, cinema business as well. Oh, it was around right. for lunch yesterday and saying they are starting to Interesting. open up okay. and the big block that's coming through. And Warner um, did, oh, this is your kids, uh, Mulan? Yeah, I think. Or no, Disney did. Disney did. Disney did. Disney did. Yeah. So they put Mulan straight to Disney Plus. That's right. 
with a $40 price tag. That's right. It uh, was on for a week in the cinemas and then $40 and the streaming one didn't work. Yeah, you know, right. They said, okay, we will stream it but charge you cinema prices And it didn't work. It. Right. And it didn't work. Okay, okay. So, well, I think you, you go okay. for the experience. Uh, like, you know, it's, it's with the kids and stuff. You go there yeah. and for the cinemas, I mean, they get you it's on the food. food. Yeah, you go there. Down. And, you know, with now, um, the prices are not that expensive. I mean, yeah. You pay for the food, that's where they get you. Yeah. But it's a good experience. So yeah. you, you might go once a month, but I, th I think the cinemas yeah. are a great opening up play. Yeah. Uh, but all the cinemas were scared of this Disney one yeah. going, oh, what's a, and apparently it backfired, so they're all very okay. happy. Good to hear. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into the six stock, Nathan. Uh, Nav wants a view on computer share. Of course, they mm. issue all the sort of um, share certificates and uh, registries and things like that. Uh, margins were cut in the in the last financial update, but the company um, is confident they'll be able to increase the margins as the economy turns around. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, this has got it should do better, yep. but it doesn't. Yep. It always looks like it should do better, but it doesn't. Um, they've got real technological challenge coming potentially in. Um, if you think about what's blockchain and where that's headed and so forth, there's massive changes in the industry that could come and it, it has great implications for them. These guys had two, three years ago, they, they were pushing, the, they had a billing system which is supposed mm. to come through and deliver another cycle of growth. It just never did. Um, and so it's one of those ones where you know the underlying data should be good, you know that this should be doing better, especially in a reflation cycle. Uh, yields are going higher. They basically hold your money for a few days and make a good money out of it. Yep. Um, so those guys should be doing better. But it's just the risk you're taking. It just doesn't deliver the returns. And it's one of those ones where it's a reverse of Codan. Codan, yeah. you know, it's bad. You know, it's not great, but it does better than what you think. Yeah. Consistently, computer share, you think it's better, but actually it does worse than what you think. So right. it just never does it. So it's one of those ones where I go, no, don't do it. That's what I keep telling myself. It's just looks and it's it's a massive cap in the tech sector because the way it gets classified yeah. so it actually uh, subdues the performance of the tech sector because this thing never does that well yeah. um, so it's one of those ones so it's, it's a unique case but yeah, it's one that I've learned to stay away from it just yeah. doesn't do that well okay it's it, look it's not a disaster this is still a better than average quality business and the best part of it is the um, uh, is the, is the uh, help me out what's it called the um, uh, no, the uh, the listings. Business, oh, IPO. Uh, um, yeah, what's it called? The um, yeah, share registry. The share registry. Sorry, I had a yeah, blackout. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but that has been kind of stagnant for years. A couple of years ago, they took over their their biggest competitor in the US, and we were watching that with a lot of interest, expecting the integration of the American share registry and this global share registry to generate better scale, higher margins, and all the rest of it. It just never happened. And it's, n it's not been adequately explained what happened there, but the shared registry business, I would argue, is now saturated. It's, it's, mm. it's very dominant and it earns good rates of return, good cash flows, just not growing. Mm. Um, so they went into other business lines. Uh, mortgage services is now their fastest growing and yep. second largest business. And the margins there are just so much lower. The returns are so much lower and it's so much more competitive. Mm. Uh, over years, the quality of the business has actually deteriorated 
and it's um, something to be careful of. You know, sometimes we've got you've all got these great names in our heads of the great Australian businesses, and Computer Share was one of them yeah, for a long time. Yep. And that moat has just been eroded. Um, this no longer deserves a high multiple, in my view. I think at fourteen bucks, it's slightly dear. Maybe I, it's certainly yeah. not cheap. Um, yep. I'd be Four tempted to sell this and move on. Okay. But for income investors, this still generates lots of cash flow and can sustain a four and a half percent yield. I think pretty comfortably. So for okay. dividend investors, it might if, make some. If more you're sense. looking at it in that context, I would actually argue that the ASX. It's had a decent pullback. Yeah, you're right. It actually yep. offers a better. So the ASX itself yep. would be is a better, better risk than return computers. now than computer share. Yep. Because you got a free kick out of. I still think ASX will get a bid. Yep. Um, and because it's we've been saying that for years. I know, but <laughs> they have to. They've actually had to create the comp competition <coughs> before they could do it. So mm. I think it's there now. Um, and people want to invest over the next ten to fifteen years. It's going to be the Asian exposure, and Australia gives you that clean play. So I, I actually think the macro works better for. ASX than computer share, and you're playing the same thematic. Okay. So I think yep. ASX is a better play. Okay. All right. Uh, Alex uh, Gorab wants to be on Southern Cross Media, the uh, the radio and regional television uh, network, just a couple of days ago that um, Nine uh, Entertainment was one of its big program suppliers, and that agreement finished, and Nine have switched mm. to win rather than Southern Cross, which share price took a bit of a hammering, but what do you think of Southern Cross? Yeah, Nine has really surprised me with its resilience, actually. Yeah. Um, Stan is actually doing reasonably well. Yep. The domain deal is, is, is not bad either. And, and the Fairfax content integration is actually working reasonably well. Hmm. Um, I'm not tempted to look at it yet, but it's surprised. Southern Cross has not really surprised. To me, this, this looks like what, um, what newspapers look like about 10 years ago. You know, there was a time where everyone knew newspapers were disrupted, the audience was, was falling, but the numbers hadn't caught up and the numbers still looked reasonably good and you could make a case that the stocks were cheap and of course they weren't. And I think the same logic applies here. The numbers haven't yet caught up, they're cutting costs, they're, they're, they're still able to massage um, the numbers to make them look attractive. There will come a point though where the fundamentals of the business catch up and no one watches television anymore. Mm. Um, radio, oh, which is the... times. Oh, well, yes, um, except in the mornings. <laughs> except in the mornings. So you would be saying, yeah. if you look at that chart, yeah. because it got absolutely hammered mm. um, when COVID hit, yeah. it's had a big run up. So if you've suffered through the downturn and been holding it, it's up at that $2 mark. It's worth transitioning out of it? Did it really go from 11 cents to two? I think there must yeah. have been some sort of consolidation or something right. there, potentially, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it got down to yeah. about a dollar. Right. Now, radio is the big hope for these guys. Yes. And yeah. radio, again, looks like and newspapers. Podcasting and, and podcasting. They've got a new podcast podcast platform. Oh, look, I admire what management's doing. They're, they're really trying stuff. Yeah. And it's they're doing, I, I think they're doing all the right things. I just think yeah. it's in vain. Yeah. Um, every car in, in Every new car now comes equipped with CarPlay and yeah. Android Auto. I think radio's days are absolutely numbered. Um, yeah. It's been the resilient form of media for a long time. And it's again, it's not in the numbers yet. It's like newspapers 10 years ago. But I, I do think, I think it's dangerous to assume that mm. radio stays immune from media yeah. disruption. Okay. I'll go to the other side. Um, the pounding it took 
um, with nine. I wasn't really surprised to a certain extent, but I was surprised that they did it so quickly, switching to win. Um, there's been management changes or ownership changes happening in um, Win and Prime and so forth. So yep. there's a bit of politics being played out yep. and they there used is. to be connected anyway. So in that context, that kind of plays. Southern Cross actually actually did well while using those assets. So I, I don't see why 10 or 7 wouldn't do a deal hmm. um, now that they don't have the deal with 9. So I, I think that can be filled. Now, when that news came out, um, we actually been positive on that stock. It's had a decent run. Um, and it got hit. And the first thing I had a few clients ask me, what, what do you think? And I said, I looked at the shareholding, yep, quant funds. It's gonna get smacked, but just sit back and wait because for them, the numbers move, they had yep. to dump it. Yeah. So they dumped it, was down 20%, and then at, by the end of the day, it was down 10%, and it's starting to climb back by okay. then. I think it's now down about four or 5%. Yep. Now, um, in that context, I think that was an overreaction, but that's expected when you've got quant funds in there, uh, then you put a downgrade cycle there, jump. Now, and the valuation is cheap, but it, it should be cheap, uh, but it's been beaten up even for that. The last couple of data points actually been pretty good. Um, the radio assets, I have, like I always, this has been something that's for the last 10 years, mm. people said radio is going to get killed. And I was one of those people who thought, oh yeah, who's going to, when I'm stuck in traffic, it still works. Uh, because you can't go anywhere, and and I do you have CarPlay? No, no. But yeah. I'm I'm sick of songs after a while. So no, podcasts, it's a, podcasts have yeah, exploded. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. My family listens to a lot of um, um, Audible and uh, listen yeah, to well, books as well. Yeah. So yeah. there is a market for everything. But I think there's still the the older generation, the baby boomers, will still be listening to radio. They lo they love the jibber jammer, mm. right? So that's going to play out for at least a few years. I'd say a good five five years. You yeah. still got to uh, time to play. So the, the right. stock, anything more than five years, I think the trend is too much for me to price in. Right. Uh, I'm happy with a couple of years with the data sets. So <laughs> I think radio assets hold up quite well. And I think it's cheap enough that it's okay. a, just an open up recovery cycle. You know, there's a lot more people on the road. People are stuck yeah. in traffic. There's going to be, and you can see in the ad revenue, you know, O-Media and Southern Cross have been the two picks for me in the media cycle turnarounds. Because these guys have been beaten up. Everyone said, oh, it's never going to come back. And right. I always love that. So you'd be buying into it at this? Oh, I'm, I'm a buyer. I'm okay. a buyer. You got, you're getting the discount. It's it's one that most fund managers are not jumping on. And this is the one when they come up with the next set of data, it still be relatively strong. And I expect the cycle to be turning around for most of the media guys. We're nine because it's the biggest gorilla yeah. after the merger. It's been the default choice. And seven because of the next one has run as well. So these guys are the turnaround smaller okay. players. So I'm happy with that. All right. Um, let's get back to cinemas. Tammy wants a view on event hospitality and entertainment, Nathan. Uh, they own um, cinema and exhibition groups in Australia and New Zealand. In, um, in Germany, they've expanded to. They own Threadbow, of course. Yes. Yep. Oh, look, I'm a fan. I, I think the management's really good. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they've been around. I mean, they've been around yes, a long they time, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they know what they're doing. Um, so it's just a matter of do you believe the cycle, and you say, okay, it's a cycle. I think from memory, they pay a decent yield, um, and you know, they, it's one of those things. As you reopen, this is just a no-brainer. Um, mm. So in that context, I think this is doing well. The numbers out of, I mean, we've always had good numbers out of China because their economy opened up early. Now we're beginning to see better numbers out of Europe and US. Yep. So things are improving. Europe will take a bit longer. Um, I've got family there, and Germany is probably another, you know, month away. Um, right. Italy is probably even longer. Um, but in in context, I think these guys are the classic turnaround story, and really good assets. 
people want experience. Mm. The first thing you do when you've been in lockdown for a long time is you want to go out with your family and do stuff. And movies is the laziest, easiest thing to do. <laughs> As a dad, this is a great thing to do. <laughs> and you take yeah. them out, you, they eat popcorn, they watch movie, they remember those things. So yeah. I think this, the, the whole entertainment experience type thing, it works well for these guys. And they are very good at what they do. So you just go tick, tick, tick. You want to be buying them. So, so it's a tick for you at this level as well? Yeah. Go ahead. I think the situation here is a bit more complicated than where it might first appear. I agree, we've owned this on and off for a number of years, a superbly managed business. It's been in the same family for 100 years. Um, in fact, wow. when you open the A annual report, it opens up saying, when my grandfather, and there's an excerpt of what the company's chairman was saying in the 1918 pandemic. Wow. Um, and you yeah. just realize that this is a, kind of, this is a business steeped in, culture and history yeah. and it's in the hands of, of a family that really understands the burden of, of running these assets. Um, I love that. I think it's, you know, the, the, the chairman is wonderful. I just love reading his stuff. Amalgamated um, Holdings? That's right, the old Amalgamated yeah. Holdings. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's right. right, yeah. Uh, and, and they do chop and change assets. So the, the asset base has changed. So you're, you're right, David, they own Event Cinema, which is a shockingly good business. They own $60 million a year like clockwork. Um, and a decent rate of return on these assets. I was surprised at how profitable the cinema right. business is. Right. Um, the German stuff they're actually trying to sell, they had sold it just before the pandemic, but the buyer has now um, oh, used a lot of Weasley behavior to get out of that deal. So right. they're in actually a bit of trouble because they needed the funds from that asset sale because they're sitting on way too much debt. Right, yeah. So they, I think the balance sheet here is a little bit stretched. Um, they also own Threadbow, which is a terrific business. You earn 25% return on capital running Threadbow. And the, these guys are good at running these assets. Um, Threadbow used to be a winter-only business, and they've changed it. It's now a biking business right. in the summer Man, and a skiing business in, in the... It's great. Great asset. The bulk of the value here is really largely in hotels and properties. So they own the QT chain. Um, a whole bunch of chains um, in, in mm. over Australia, and they all generate good returns. There's a, a huge property portfolio worth about $2 billion. Um, it's anchored by huge um, city-dominated um, office blocks, and, and they, they own, for example, the Gowings building. They own the big events mm. um, cinema complex, all the land on that in, on George yeah. Street. And they've got lots of ideas about how to develop that. It, it, there's a lot going on here. I'm concerned because they have not taken any write-downs on the value of the property, but I find it hard to believe that city property post-pandemic is worth the same as it was pre-pandemic. Right. Yeah. I'm concerned about that. Um, and the balance sheet is stretched. They need to sell something or raise capital to get more capital into the business. There's, a, there's too much debt on the balance sheet. But this is a superb bunch of assets, a superb mm. management team. Okay. I just think there's a bit more risk here than what And if I can sort think. that out... Look, I think for... Usually, this is a conservative investor stock. That's not the case anymore. I still think it's a buy, but not for oh. the conservative investor. Okay. I think you need for, for the higher risk investor, it's probably still suitable. Okay. But at any point, if there's a cap raising or an asset I, sale, I think, I think yeah. that'd be. I think you, you're probably going to get one of those, but I don't think they'll be struggling for demand on that one mm. because a lot of fundies, because yeah, it's not as right. liquid, yeah. that's the right. only time they're going to get it. And everyone knows it's great, yeah. it's great management. Exactly. And the German business, I think, in a month or two, will have a much better outlook. Okay. All right. Gail wants a view on Omni Bridgeway, um, which is an unusual business. It, it funds legal action. Yep. Doesn't it? Class yep. actions against companies or. 
Whatever. We actually got a buy on Omnibridge at the moment. I don't think it's not enough. We don't own it, um, no. but uh, as a you know, as a, as a stock we cover, it's it, it, there's a buy on it. Fascinating business. It used to be the old um, IMF uh, Bentham. Bentham. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So you're right, David. They, these guys they fund litigation um, for class actions, uh, mm. and historically their returns have been terrific although unpredictable and lumpy. And that's yep. why the market has never given this business a very good multiple. And I think that's perfectly reasonable. I don't think mm. you'd pay a, a high multiple for a business that, with unpredictable, lumpy earnings. Um, but what the company has done recently is it's changed from being um, uh, a litigation funder to being a funds management business. So they're actually now mm. accepting external capital. And on that external capital, they generate fee income and then they use that external capital to then invest into ah, um, litigation work. Right, okay. So then now okay. there's, a new, there's a new stable base of fee revenue, yep, and yep. then you get the icing on top, which is when litigation cases start to roll right. in. This management team is incredibly experienced and has a great track record. Um, the stock is superficially extremely cheap, and I think the downside here is quite limited, but the upside is if the market st starts to price this thing as an asset manager and not as a crazy, lumpy litigation yeah, chaser. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's the opportunity uh, here. I'll rewrite it. Yeah, yeah look, this is one of those stocks where <coughs> you go, its um, performance is non-correlated to the economy. Mm. Um, that's one of the reasons I have a basket of stocks like IPH um, right. and you know, IMF Bentham used to be. Um, you categorize them as this non-correlated to the economy. So when you've got patchy economic growth or volatile economic growth outlook, these are the kind of stocks that you want to look at. And Graf's right, it, it does historically, you, it's a love and hate relationship. Some people love it because management is so good and they always execute well. Other people don't because they think it's patchy. So when, when they deliver a few times, the stocks have huge runs yep. and then everyone gets excited and then it comes off. Now, it's one of those ones where it's, it's, it's one, one of those pullback cycles. So, and the mark, I think the economic cycle is a bit risky. In that context, actually, it's a, not a bad time to buy in. Um, I actually think it's probably a buy. It's a counter-cyclical mm -hmm. buy. Yep. Um, and that's why you look at it. And management is really good. I've, I've, you know, a couple of shops before, we used to cover this. I've looked at this for a long time. It's just the code changes, but it is what it is. And it's interesting, right? Good. Because anyone can compete. You, all you need is a bunch of lawyers and a yeah. bunch of money yeah, and you yeah. can compete. But this, the great thing about this business is that it's the skill is in saying no. Yeah. Anyone right. can say yes to take on a case. The skill yeah. is in assessing the risk and saying no. And these guys have hmm. the record and, and of saying no. And competition has come and yeah. gone, but these guys- Yeah, you're right, competition has come and gone. All right, uh, we've got to get to our last stock because it's coming up to near the top of the hour. Mm. Uh, Peter wants a view on Clover Corporation. Uh, Pete says, can I have a view please, because it's at 52 week lows. Um, they uh, make omega-3 oils, which they stick into capsules and children's food and supplements, things like that. Everyone sort of, people originally, Thought of it was like a, a capsule version of A2 milk, was it? You well, it, it it's, an, it's an addition. Yeah. yeah, it's an addition to it. Um, I mean, look, I, I'm a fan of the stock, but it was a sell when A2 milk started to fall over and you yeah. got the China problem. At the end of the day, this is just basically a ply on the baby food thematic. Yeah. And at the moment, that's just not working. Yeah. So, you, you know, it's cheap and it's cheap for a reason. But look, I, I think they've got standards for omega-3 in Europe that you they want to have in all the food stuff. So, there is a demand for it. Uh, the question is, when does the China thing turn around? That's a $64 million question. I mean, treasury, yep. wine, A2 milk, all of these things are affected. So it is one where I would probably look at, and it's 
so cheap and I know yeah, a lot of people really believe three year low yeah, and just it, it, it is there. one that a lot of people who believe it really believe it and they hold it so I would say look if you're putting 10 bucks in I would buy three four dollars worth right and a 30 40 percent and I would hold okay. back to see because this could take a bit of time but it is one of those ones where I go the leverage is massive when it turns okay. and it's something that I think is in the food thematic play it's actually a good one right. so go I just don't have a case for it. Um, you know, when, when we invest in something, we want to we wanna know why we're buying something, what's the market not seeing, we need an insight, um, and, and I want to buy something where the market has misunderstood it, mispriced it. That's, I mean, in fact, that's the job. Yeah. Uh, our job is to yeah, hunt yeah. for mispricings. Yeah. And I just don't see mispricing here. You know, this is a business that's been doing the same thing for years and never really succeeded. They had a small bump when, when formula was all the rage and yep. it's no longer the rage and that bump has come down. You know, to me, this has been a mediocre performer for years um, and I don't okay. know why that will change. Uh -huh. um, yeah, maybe it will take off, but I don't have a thesis for it. So, okay. So, all right, mm. let's, let's recap the final uh, five stocks. Computer share, a no from both Mathan and Gaurav. Uh, Mathan saying, if you want that sector, take a look at the ASX. Um, Southern Cross, a yes from Mathan, a no from Gaurav, and quite distinct differences, Ooh. opposite ends of the view on uh, <laughs> uh, the extreme on Southern Cross. Uh, event Hospitality, uh, a yes from Mathan, Gaurav, a yes as well, but for high risk investors, not conservative investors. Um, Omni Bridgeway, a yes from both, uh, Clover, um, a yes from Mathan, a no from Gaurav. Mathan, good to see you, mate. Thank you for that. No, Always fun as usual. And I said at the start of the show, the boys can talk. <laughs> and we just, just go squeaking in. Uh, Gaurav, always great to see you as well. Pleasure. Just Thank you. Awesome. Um, and um, don't forget, if you want to uh, send us any stocks to look at here on the call, uh, email the call at ausbiz.com today or tweet us using the at TV handle all the stocks in the calls portfolio, which today added Evolution, uh, Event Hospitality and Omni uh, going to the calls portfolio, uh, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Coming up at two o'clock on the start, our daily show, which looks at everything in the uh, scale up venture capital uh, area. Uh, Mark Dance uh, is one of many special guests. He's about to launch an equity crowdfunding campaign for his courier platform, Rocketeer Couriers. That's on the Startup Daily Show at 2 p.m. A lot happening here on Ausbiz. You don't want to miss a minute of it. We'll be back after the break.